really? Right. Like, what, did you do any sports in high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did swim. I did I remember you telling me about that. basketball. Um, I think those are the main ones, swimming, basketball. Yeah, I just heard it's pretty serious on swimming. They did good. They did well. well I mean, I, they don't compete against, like, the larger schools. Oh, I see. But they did well for, where, like, the groups they competed in. Right, right, right. And what division do you know? Like, what? It's a charter league. But I think they're like middle division in the charter league. Oh, okay. So, so pretty, uh, pretty competitive for a charter school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. averagely competitive, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Like no one, you don't, we, no one's like going D one from there, yeah. most likely. But, yeah. but they're pretty good. That's nice. I feel like it would have been nice to see what a charter school is like. Like even though I, I went to an academy, I went to a GCA. Mm-hmm. Which what's that? It's a Gilbert Classical Academy. Oh, okay. It's like in Gilbert Public Schools. Yeah. So like Gilbert Public Schools has like, I think six major high schools. It's like Gilbert High, Highland High, Campo, Verde High School, hmm. Mesquite, GCA, and like, I'm trying to think. I think that's it. And weirdly enough, Williamsville is not in Gilbert Public Schools. Really? Yeah, it's in Higley. Hmm. It's like in the Higley Unified District. I'm just kind of like... Confused because it's like right down the street from Highland. Gotcha. Yeah, so. Hmm. Pretty odd. Did you like it there? At Highland? Yeah, did you like Highland? Mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't like about it is how, like, how hard it was to get new friends. Hmm. You know, I just felt like there were so many, like, little cliques of people. Right. People talk about that all the time. But I feel like that's every high school, you know? Mm. People always say, like, oh, Highland has, like, cliques and stuff. It's like, that's every high school, you know? Yeah, it's kind of hard to not least, have that. At least, like, I think in a charter school is a bit of a different experience where, like, you know everybody, you know? Yeah. The, the smaller size definitely makes it easier to, um, I mean, you know everybody, but everyone also knows everybody's business. Yeah. Oh, pff, yeah. Word yeah. spreads fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's yeah. up in everyone's uh, yeah. in everyone's business, but I liked it. I mean, it was fun. It was a good experience, and I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the smallness. I think some people didn't like the smallness of the school, but oh, yeah. I think I'd rather. F- I mean, there are some benefits to the bigger schools for sure, but I think there's also something to be said about like feeling like you're not just a single person in a big ocean of a ton of yeah. people. You know. Yeah, how were your school dances? Were they pretty hype or no? <laughs> <laughs> a different type of hype. They're not because, like, you go to the big schools; they're all mosh pits, right? Everyone's yeah. just oh jumping on top of each other, sweaty bodies everywhere. Land loose. <laughs> but with yeah, with sorry, one second. You went to Heritage, right? Okay. That's pretty cool. It's too separate. Yeah, honestly, I kind of didn't really like. I kind of didn't really like the um, the mosh pit high school dance. I probably would have preferred a more like gentle atmosphere, you know. And all like the football dudes and all the basketball dudes would just like take their shirt off or put their tie around their forehead. Check, check, check. Yeah, we're good there. Yeah, no, it's and I just freaking hated it because it was like I just want to like I just want a casual like. I want a casual dance I just want atmosphere. A slow dance with some ladies. And yeah, like I don't want to be peer pressured into freaking. 
Yeah. Taking my shirt off with like two million people around you. See, that's the- it's like when you're in high school, everybody's freaking like, come on, Kate, just take it off. <laughs> no, everybody in high school is always like is always just like trying to find ways to like put themselves out there too, and it's like maybe yeah. not put yourself out there in that way. You know? Well, that does seem to be oh, kind man. of like I think like doesn't that seem to be a problem of today? Is especially when you're in a big group of tons of people. Yeah, you just you're always searching for something to find some yeah. relevance. Yeah, and I think like. Whenever I was at high school dances, I think a big thing was, like, the social aspect. And I feel like I totally, like, I love the social aspect of high school and having that in a big high school, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, yeah, obviously the one thing that I didn't like was how it's, like, you're you're honestly, sometimes you're a number. But people people do notice you and they do notice things that you do um, and, like, trying to, like, improve – I feel like everyone knows educational. It. Yeah, I feel like everyone notices each other. We just don't like we as in self individuals think that no one notices us, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of the flawed thinking is thinking yeah. that oh I'm invisible to everyone, but like everyone's like, no, like we we know you're there, but everyone's kind of yeah. in their own head about that. Yeah. You know, and so then they're trying to find everyone's trying to find self relevance and yeah. like, that's when you get people who are like, Oh, I'm a I'm a they them, you know. Or yeah. Whatever, right? Or you're like, okay. You know, they're like just trying to find anything to yeah. stand out. Or I know. feel like that. I feel like that's a lot of a lot of um, kids in our generation. Like, I mean, like I come from a big family, yeah. and and to be honest, sometimes like there's five kids in my family. Sometimes I feel like the my parents don't have like 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 had enough time to spend with each kid. Right. You know, and like personally, like looking back, like. I personally have learned that, like, I would like to give my kids more time and development to reach their full potential mm-hmm. instead of just, like, getting by and, like, making my family look big and, you know. Right, right. But, I mean, I know that's I know that's pretty common on, like, our church, but, like, I tend to, like, really put detail into the things that I do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just shows that you care, like, even more, you know. But have you started yet? Oh, yeah, we, we're rolling, bro. Oh, we're okay. Rolling. You don't yeah. have, like, an intro or anything? No, not specifically, but welcome, <laughs> to, the, welcome to the podcast, Kate. Thank you. Excited Thank you for having me. It's going to be hype. Super awesome. Yeah. Glad we could uh, – it took us a little while to get all the details worked out, but I'm glad yeah. we could uh, get you on. Yeah, I know. I mean, my schedule's been pretty interesting and, you know, just a lot of events in my life. But, yeah, I got I got to set aside time. You know, I think it's I think it's a great time. I mean, yeah. it's, like the end of, it's like the end of the summer, you know? Right, right. Like – I like honestly I love summers in Arizona. Some people don't like the heat. Like I feel like I just love the heat. Like it just makes me feel so good. You know, I can go outside and not like be like, "Oh, there's not a lot of sunlight. There's not a lot of vitamin D, you know." Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I just oh man, I love the summers in Arizona. Yeah. And by the way, that reminds me, when I woke up this morning, I had this really cool concept which you don't have to take this into consideration, but um, like I woke up and I was like, you know, it'd be really cool. Like, you know how you have like your, you have like your setup indoors and it looks great and everything. I was kind of thinking like when it gets nicer outside, maybe try like an outdoor podcast. I don't know if that would work. Yeah. You'd have to. Obviously you have the added acoustics of, of the, 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 the nature. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, there's some stuff you could do. You'd have to – our the equipment set would have to be a little different, but yeah, it definitely doable for sure. Yeah, for sure. and I had this idea. Like you could change your name of the podcast and just those couple episodes mm-hmm. from the Maddie McCurdy podcast to Overcast. Overcast. Yeah, because oh. everybody in Arizona loves it when the clouds come over, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of a clever name, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, just it's, give it some thought, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, yeah, we should do something like that. But we'll we'll do it like a specialty episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, like we'll have you back on. We'll do a specialty episode. Yeah. Oh, freak yeah! Outside. I'd love to do that. Yeah. yeah. And we'll dress up as like you know, like safari guides or something. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, have, like, yeah. we'll make it a thing. I've I've like a bunch of shirts that I have. I didn't get to wear this summer because I had like nothing going on. Yeah. Um, like I took my sister to Sunsplash and I was like, I was like, hold on. I'm sorry. I was like, I'll take you to Sunsplash, but I won't swim. Cause I just want people to check, check me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's like a, I don't know. It wasn't, I was like really not into it that day. I was just like really out of it, you know? But, um, like I was glad that I got to like be like at a, like a water park, you know, yeah. it's a pretty popping place, you know, yeah, like there's just so many people. They hike their prices up too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've actually never been. Yeah. Truthfully. Where? Like Sun which Splash. ones? Oh, Sunsplash. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I didn't have Dude, a childhood, bro. Just wait. Just <laughs> honestly, I would say just wait for like the timing to be like right, you know? Yeah. At this point I've waited so long. Just like, just like, just like wait for something to happen. Like, yeah. For, like, there to be, like, 10-plus friends that just want to go, you know? I don't know? think I've ever had that many. Ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I feel like I, I have a lot, like, the ones that I, the friends that I talk to. Yeah. I don't really talk to them anymore because they got their own lives and stuff. Right. And I feel like that's most people when they leave high school. It's, like. Are you busy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, while you're in high school, you have friends you talk to. There's friends you know. And there's people that you're aware about but you never ever think yeah. about talking to them no there's you definitely know? circles right it's like you yeah have, you have like acquaintances right it's yeah like i know you and we've maybe made eye contact yeah and talked. We've got, <laughs> you know yeah you got like friends yeah and then you've got like close friends and then you got like your inner circle yeah oh know? yeah oh yeah and the inner circle is where you want to be yeah yeah, yeah it's <laughs> But it's also a small yeah. group, you know. Oh yeah. And usually you don't have a ton of people in the inner circle. Oh yeah. So there's always like when I was like whenever I came to high school, like freshman year through senior year of high school, like mm-hmm. I would always come in the same doors. Yeah. You know, I'd see the same people, say hi to the same people, and walk past them like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> but there was there was like a one group of kids that just wore hoodies like year round, That's like cool. summer. Winter, fall, like, they were hoodies all year round. And they were just known as, like, the hoodie group. The hoodie group. Yeah. And it was so funny because, like, everybody knew them as the hoodie group. And, like, yeah. I know some other groups that wear hoods, but. <laughs> 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 I just, yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, man. Nah. Oh, man. I hope what this color were their hoods? Uh-huh. What color were their hoodies? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. They're um, like all white. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't get demonetized at all. <laughs> we're not big enough. Oh man. Please don't think we're racist. 
I I I avoid all racism as much as I can. You know, everyone. I of course, of course, yeah, yeah. Coming in like the full on perfect German area yeah. race look over here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I hope I like. I hope people see past that. Like. <laughs> Honestly, Wonder, blue eyes, I, I hope people see past that and they just see that I'm just like a normal dude, you know, nah, bro. like, know. honestly, I feel like a lot of stereotypes that were like established like way earlier in the, in the past have all kind of like dissipated and we're all kind of like yeah. equal now, you know, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like that's the goal. I don't, I think most people honestly don't, um, feel like think in that manner. But that's also – here's the other thing too. Like this side of the country, uh, it's different. Like, like the western yeah, side? Like yeah. I, I don't think it was – it was just not as prevalent of an issue yeah. because cause obviously we – There's just like a bunch of farms. Yeah. Like we're all just farms. Right. And and we were yeah. – you know, west – you know, we came from back east, came like well, – Yeah. But, you know, people did. Or, yeah. did. And yeah. then it wasn't like we were – had slaves and plantations. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. Going on. Yeah. But, you know, you go to, like, Louisiana or <laughs> yeah. Missouri or whatever these other – Some, like, places. deep south. Yeah, Georgia, yeah. these other con- – or these other states, and it's – Yeah. You know, probably it's a little more prevalent. Yeah. I think. I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but – Yeah. I would I would hate to see, like, anybody of any ethnicity be treated poorly or treated as if they had a bad experience in the past, you know? Dude, I just don't know how um, – I mean, like at- – how can you not like black people? They're awesome. Oh my gosh, I know. And I don't mean that like yeah. in a weird way. I'm just yeah. Saying, I'm like, not trying to like kiss up or anything, no, but like I'm they're just, totally dude, I, chill I, people. There, there's mo- most days I wake up and I, I I look down at my skin. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say I was black in another life. I, like to so, like so many people, they say I'm black in another life. Honestly, I wish people <laughs> would tell me that, and I wish it, I wish it were. True, but I even even I know that I was also white in the other life. <laughs> like I just in a distant universe. Yeah, oh, no, man. No, like I feel like if I had been black in their life, some like athleticism would have transferred over. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> <You know>? honestly. <laughs> oh man, like honestly, like recently I've been like running a lot. Like I've been trying to get back into running because yeah. like I've been, I spend so much time in the gym and I'm just like I just need to get out, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think what I've realized is it's better to have a heart rate that's like endurance based versus right. like strength based. Right. You know, cuz I think that's how heart attacks actually start. Like they start they start strong, they start soft and you don't think it's there. You know, like when I was on when I was on my mission, I had a couple like panic attacks that I thought were like heart attacks. Mm-hmm. But I was just, I was just stressed, right. and you know, I was just like bottling up so much. You know, yeah. And like when I came home from my mission, I was like, I'm gonna cut myself some slack a little bit, and I did that. But I almost did that a little too much, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting to realize that like, like my health matters more than anything. Right. Like, whether that be mental health, physical health, like, emotional health, that is most important. And you need to prioritize that before, you know, even thinking about starting a life with a family or a career, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, because I have, I have uncles that, you know, they have very, like, diverse, like, opinions on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, on my, mom's, on my mom's side. On my dad's side, I only have – well, I have – yeah, I have three uncles on my dad's side. Right. Which I don't really talk to, but on my mom's side, I talk to more. 
Um, like one of my uncles, he. Sorry, real quick, Kel. Is that still recording? Okay, mm-hmm. just keep your eyes on it. Okay? Sweet. Yeah, like one of my oh, uncles. Like big blank spaces in the, in the podcast. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Is it thirty minutes? Do we need it? <laughs> we just last time I recorded with this camera, it turned off for like probably two minutes. So like in the video, it's like a blank. Oh spot, which, shoot! Which is not like end of the world, but yeah. like, I, don't, I don't like it when it happens. You can you can clip that part out, by the way. Still going? Yeah, we got fourteen minutes until okay. we gonna just keep an eye. Just on it. clip it out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, so your uncles? Yeah, so my all, uncles yeah. are pretty cool dudes. Yeah. Like all like That's on cool. my dad on my mom's side, they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. On my dad's side, they're pretty much all the same. Nice. Yeah, so like, <laughs> so I have three uncles. Well, I have three uncles that are. Huh? Which which side do you like better? I don't know. I think my mom's side's more fun okay. and more like adventure-y. Mm. On my on my dad's side they're more like business, Where's like dad financial. Are they all from here? They're all from Mesa. Okay. Anyone that has the last name Millet is probably from Mesa. That's actually really factual. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I mean, like it, like I don't know why, but like growing up in high school people always be like, "Oh, do you know this Millet or do you know that Millet?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm related to them." Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um like, how common is your last name, like, in Arizona, would you say? Not very common at all. Yeah. I mean, oh, gosh. This computer's, like, pinging. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> um, not very common at all. But it, it's – because it's, like, a – like, my dad's side is from Idaho. Like, oh, that's okay. That's where his family's all from. And so and I don't even think it's super common there. Like, there's not, like – Tons of McCurdy's running around. Yeah. Now I'm sure they're all. Related. Well, there's families. Yeah. Yeah. There's like families there. Yeah. 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 And then the one other time I met a, uh, like a McCurdy down here was we we're like in church. This two, these two, this couple comes up. One's like this super Irish-looking like white lady. I was gonna ask, like, is your last name like yeah Scottish based or Irish, Irish Scottish, Danish, like okay. all the issues, you know? Yeah. And. uh and there's a lot of there's a lot of ish there. <laughs> a lot of issues <laughs> yeah. in the world. <laughs> and uh Finnish. Finnish. China ish. China yeah. <laughs> Chinese. Russian. More appropriate. Yeah. Um but then he was like straight up like Hispanic black. Mm-hmm. Like I think he was like half black, half Hispanic. Yeah. So I don't know what was going on there. Apparently. Oh, his last name was McCurdy. Yeah, he was the McCurdy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, did he take his wife's name? And then he's like, no, I'm McCurdy. I'm like, oh, shoot. That's pretty cool. So maybe I was black in another People life. just embrace that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I know, like, they're, like, have you heard of that song that's called No Roots? No. It's like, I got no roots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, it's kind of like, like, some people, they just, like, start a new last name. And it kind of, like blows my mind like how many people start well, we, their own names we asked him we asked him where he got the name from like what yeah. his lineage was and he was like yeah apparently back in like a long time ago there was a mccurdy and he had like a plantation oh okay and, like, but they all the slaves loved him oh okay and so they all took on his name oh they were like the like cool. family so hmm so we were nice slave owners. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god! Going back to the kid. <laughs> oh so, man. But yeah, but uh, so yeah, so it's not a super common name here. At least mm-hmm. I've never met any, which probably is fine because I'd like hate to like date somebody and then find out that she's my like second cousin. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know? but, that's my worst fear. Yeah. 
Like, I have mean, you ever watched Community, like the TV show? Uh, a few episodes. There's like one of the last episodes of like the whole TV show is like this one character that they're like friends with. Yeah. Like finds a classmate that she like he's really attracted to and she's really attracted to him. Right. And like at the end of the episode, they're like, "Can we have Grammy come up?" And uh, like Auntie, like oh no, Anne or whatever. And this is the same lady, the same oh, lady. and they realize they're cousins, and they're like, they're like, uh, well, I still want to get married. So <laughs> the worst is when you find it's out always you, like, oh my gosh, when you when you know somebody and you find out that they are super closely related, but yeah. they're like married or together, yeah, and they've had like kids. Oh yeah, you know, then you're just sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I like to, like, whenever I'm... Kind of reunion jokes start to really... Start, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, when I'm dating, I usually try to branch out, you know? I don't know about you, but, like, yeah. I try to branch out whether they're, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's, I think it's pretty, like, interesting, the dating situation right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel story? like... Huh? How's your dating life going? <laughs> like, I feel like... Honestly, what and men, what what do, are men looking for? I don't know in today's society in women. I don't. Well, I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. What are you, what's what's? Katie I'm just interested in what women are looking for. Um, I just like I just like someone that's intelligent. You know, that can exercise control in situations that are probably stressful. Mm. Um, they have like their own stress management, like down. You yeah. know, um, it's like a level of. Emotional yeah. maturity. Yeah, and they have they 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 take importance in the important things in life, like maintaining, like maintaining your faith and maintaining like your health. You know, right? Um, yeah, the having a fit girl like I don't. For me, that's like a big one, and yeah. not that it's like if you're not. No, actually, I think that would be a deal break for me if you were like totally not into being yeah. fit and you just didn't care about that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think that'd bug me. You know, yeah. Like I'm not needing her to be like on the same, like do the same workouts or yeah. or like go squat, yeah, like 350 with me. Just yeah, I can't squat 350. Well, I think that, I think that's actually <laughs> super important you know? in lasting relationships, which I felt like has been a deciding factor in whether a relationship will last or not. Right, is trust. Mm. Trust with another, the other spouse, to, um still remain like themselves around people of the opposite sex. Mm. Like, cause I remember, I remember like when my mom and dad, they would be like in a public setting. Sometimes they'd be like, Hey, don't like go talk to that person or like, don't talk too long. Or like, we need to go, you know? Yeah. Like I was trying to find ways to like personalize it, I guess. But I mean, like you have your whole life to like, I don't know, make it about you, you know? But what I've realized is, like, the best relationships are when it's not about you and when you not think about yourself at the first, like, thought, you know? And, um, like, yeah, I was just thinking about this on the way here. Like, most relationships, whether it's, like, a father-son relationship or if it's a friend relationship or really anything. No, you you keep turned out that way. I just want to make sure it's catching up. Oh, yeah. You're good. Like, I just think it's so important to just think about others, you know, mm-hmm. um, because like when you, when you're like a child, right? Like you have birthday parties and, you know, you have events in your life and you try to make the most out of every moment. 
right. you know, and I think it's it's up to the parents to really, really take advantage of those opportunities to teach them, you know, mm-hmm. this is the time for it to be about you, you know, right. and then like when you, like when you grow onto your adult life, it starts to transition more selflessly, at least I feel like. Um, some people, they will be personal like, like their whole life. People tend to turn more like inward, focusing on themselves. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like some people, they'll do that for like as long as they want to. Right. Oh. Like up into their adult ages and yeah. it's just like. Until they die, some people. Yeah, it's yeah, really alarming. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like if, especially if you don't really, if you don't learn some of those lessons earlier in your life, yeah. the older you get, the more you just like, it's harder to get that into your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's almost like that one scripture says, like, um, I think it's, like, in... I'm going to look it up, actually. Yeah, perfect timing. Are you freaking kidding me? Don't tell me that, Kel. That makes me upset. You know, we should try. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I was like, it's not... All right, sorry, folks. Yeah, like... Like, seriously, this is one of my favorite scriptures of all time. Yeah. It's in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 13, verse 11. Mm-hmm. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm. And, man, there's just so much context in that. Like, Are you telling us you're a man, Cade? No. Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to become a man. I feel like it's a process, you know? Uh, you can say it. Um, Give yourself a plug. Yeah. <laughs> All the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I just think it's it's really important to, like, show self-mastery and that, you know, um, it's a process. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, you right. know. And I feel like the more you, like, lengthen that process, the more developed of an individual you'll be. Mm-hmm. And the more people will just want to be around you, you know. Right. Like, and I feel like that's really important and just like all social circles in the world. Like, like nobody wants to be around somebody that's always like me, 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 you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. like the, the conversation continues to be about themselves, you know? Right. And sometimes people do that without even realizing it. Right. You know, and you know, it happens. Sometimes it's nervous chatter, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's always easier to, cause you know, you, right? Yeah. It's always oh, easier yeah. to bring yourself up. Yeah. But like, but that's the thing. Everyone likes talking about themselves. So yeah. if you can, if you can not talk about you and turn it to where you're like, you know, Hey, how, you know, tell me about you. Yeah. People are like, Oh yeah. Or they open right up. Oh yeah. But that's a skill learned and it's learned by doing it. Yeah. I feel like I really, really nailed that down on my mission. I said the latter you, part of my mission. Start? So I, I was originally signed to Armenia, mm-hmm. but I was where is that? relocated. I don't even so, know. I know it's like some, I actually some looked it up on Google the other European day. European countries. I looked it up on Google the other day, and it's okay. It's like it's like northern Middle East. It's like Western Asia or Eastern Europe. So, however you want to identify it, okay, so it's, it's like landlocked nation in between all those regions. That'd be uh, like it's I a would huge mix of a lot of things. To, I would not want to live in a small landlocked European country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty it's pretty stressful actually. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's just so many big countries around you that could just literally nuke you any second. Right. You know? Like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know if I don't know if that's like something that I want to be putting out there, but like 
Honestly, people Can't have had people have had worse conversations. Okay, you so. say the N word like that. New kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's normalize the let's normalize the use of the N word, which as in not the word that yeah, people normally word. think about. Yeah, let's let's not say either word. Okay. Yeah. Or. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. It was really interesting. This like wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode's gone wild. Um, yeah, like, oh, man, I just love that country. Every time I think about it, I'm just like, I love those people. They're so hospitable. They're so giving. Like, That's always the people. That's what you That's what you get. That's what you get when you go to Armenia. You know? Like, even, like, if they notice you're a tourist, they'll be like, eh. Like, they'll kind of <laughs> give you a second glance, you know? Yeah. Um, but if the, if you're there to stay, mm-hmm. they'll love you. Like, if the more the longer you're there to stay, the more they'll love you, and the more they'll understand these people are cool. You right. know, well, it's going back. To um, what, it's going back to what you were saying before. It's like, yeah, if, if you're there to get to know the people, yeah, like the people are gonna love you. Cause. I love Armenians. I'll I said it once and I'll say it again. I love Armenians. Like I don't even care. What makes them? Sorry, sorry. I don't want to cut off your. No, no, no. What what makes them it's all good. like what? Why you know? What's, why do I love them so yeah, much? Yeah, like because no one's going around saying they love the French. Yeah, you know. Well, I don't know. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's really honestly. I think it's kind of a developed thing. Like it doesn't matter where you go, you'll love somebody there, or you'll love the people there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I like I really learned that I loved them when I came home from my mission. Mm. Like I just really missed the whole like experience of just being around Armenians and like some people they'd be like they'd be like cussing out cussing us out on the street sure. there's those people like that in every country of the world you know are they Even a really the polite US. like society or are they kind of you I know think, cause like they, well what I've heard yeah. is what I've heard is that they're very like racist and like oh like stereotype you know yeah types of people but I mean, like, I feel like that's every country. I've said this like ten times already. Yeah. You know. Um. But um, it's a very old civilization, I would say. Um, because all the like, all the like younger, like generation of Armenians, they're all like speaking English or speaking Russian or speaking French along with right. Armenian. Um. To kind of preserve about. the culture a little bit. Yeah. Oh, really. See, that's yeah. th- that's one of the cool things about some of these other like if you live in like europe or like you're yeah. definitely you're like these people who live there are speaking not one but they're speaking multiple languages it's impressive it's yeah. super impressive to me honestly i can't and, even, i can't even get english yeah out, so what i what i've realized is russian isn't really that hard like people russian. think it's like super hard but like i think one of the hardest things is understanding the letters mm-hmm. you know because people will look at it and they'll be like oh i can't read that you know right like as soon as you learn to read it, and you, as soon as you learn to understand that, like, like so many words, so many words in Russian are just English words with like an A or U or right. N at the end of it. Like, that's I feel like that's a lot of languages, but like, theirs is trying to be like Latinized, mm. you know. And like, there's like I don't know if people know about the like the the Romantic languages, like. French, there's Latin, Spanish, Portuguese, I believe, mm-hmm. and English. And I think there's like one or two other ones. Is English in that mix? I thought English yeah, English is in there. Yeah. Okay. 
And so, well, I think English is like more like probably formal English, not American. Yeah, yeah formal yeah. English. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a pretty tough language. I mean, I like when learning languages. I've learned so much about learning, like language learning, mm-hmm. like while I was on my mission when I came home from my mission. Right. And um, I think the main thing you have to know about every language is that you have to like understand that it's not like all languages are pretty relaxed. Hmm. You know, they try to make it most as most relaxed as possible. Right. Um, and like in Armenia, they use their hands a lot to like gesture things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that's really prevalent in like Italy and like, um, I don't know, like in China, they like put their fist up or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> or like angry businessmen in like Times Square, like, ah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I think learning, I have a whole thing about language learning on my phone. I got to pull it up. There's so much golden stuff on it. Yeah, I'm trying to find. So do you speak any, Ar- did you learn the language? Did you, do you speak Armenian? Yeah, I still I'm still trying to keep up with it. In fact, when I opened up my gospel library app, it yeah. was in Armenian. Oh, cool. So like when it was a little it was a little like I, I don't know what you can say, but ha mikich kupatmem um hayerenum um like I can explain a little bit in Armenian. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Um yeah, it's mikich um I um, I can I can understand a little bit from Armenians. Bites uh, dejvara, man, I'm blanking right now. Like mikich, mikich antamem, antamnerem. Koser, yeah, koser. Like, they speak so fast. I feel right. like every language we speak so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I was at work the other day, and, like, I realized how fast I was talking. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like I kind of got carried away a little bit, but, you know, like, I was just trying to, like, explain in the most efficient way possible. And, like, I work at a 24-hour pharmacy, and so it's, like, it's pretty pretty important to like want to get through multiple customers right you know and like like cut time in between you know but you really can't rush a whole lot at a pharmacy because like they'll always like make things to take time like yeah. they always make they always make like a system so that you have to take time and put detail into it mm-hmm. instead of push out a bunch of numbers yeah which i feel like is super difficult for a 24-hour pharmacy it's kind of an oxymoron, 24-hour pharmacy. That's not supposed to exist. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but the, you said you work for the church and and you do, like, this on the side. Right. Um, like, how has that been? Like, are there, are there, like, parts that you, like, like you wish you learned before? Are there things that, like, like people should know about, stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, so the whole journey of working for the church has been unique 
um, and different. Because I, I, you know, I didn't like go in thinking, oh, I'm going to get employed by the church. That yeah. Was, that wasn't like the plan, right? Yeah. It wasn't my plan. It was God's plan, right? Yeah. Shout out Drake. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it just started working where I was, I, because I, I developed that service missionary training program. Yeah. Me and, and uh, you know, Eldon is, was his name. I don't know if you ever met Eldon. I think it sounds familiar. Yeah. So we were in the mission together and, and he kind of had the concept and some of the, like, you know, he was like, hey, we should really develop some sort of, some, some sort of training, kind of yeah. like an MTC because we didn't have one. Yeah. And uh, Missionary Training Center, that's what MTC stands for. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he and I, we kind of built a basic structure of lesson plans mm-hmm. and then we ran it for a month Yeah, and had a few students and and then we, I kind of, he finished his mission. What's his last name? Haymore. 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 Yeah. Hmm. You probably didn't meet him. I, don't, I think he was gone. Yeah. You came He's in. probably finished by the time yeah. I, I heard about it. And yeah. It. So we did a, I, so after he left, you know, I kind of just felt like, hey, this could be, like, this should, we should try and make this as available for everyone as possible because mm-hmm. it's, it's needed. Yeah. And, the thing about the church, and, and I've learned this over time, is um, it's no different than any other business, only from the standpoint, mm-hmm. obviously, there's the gospel doctrine yeah. part of the church, mm-hmm. and that part's the church, and, like, that's the religious part. Yeah. But when it comes to the operations of the organization as a whole, it's just like every other business, mm-hmm. and it's just like every other massive corporation, because the yeah. church is a massive corporation. Yeah. An organization. It's it's a, a massive, it's like a massive growing business. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got tons of operations and yeah. work and, and amazing things they're doing. But um, just like if you were to go it, and it operates, I would say, a lot like a government organization. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. if you were trying to do something in the government, they'll tell you, oh, it's going to take forever. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a long time. Like things are going to move slow comparatively. Yeah. And it's similar, like it's same thing in the church. I mean, there's lots of volunteers, lots of employees. Oh yeah. Um, and there's lots of moving pieces and miscommunication. Yeah. Because you're working with people, so yeah. I think that's one thing I had to learn. I think the church is so dang organized. Like I look, aspects. I look at all these companies that I've worked at. I'm just like, yikes. Yeah. They got some improvement. <laughs> yeah. I'd say, I think honestly, a huge factor in that is money. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the department you work in, um, because I would say, from what I've done, I can as far as like the missionary realm. Yeah, so the, the church has like a welfare mm-hmm. slash like yeah. There's lots of departments slash like charity, and then they got like missionaries, and then they got like yeah, the big ones member are, based. Yeah, the big ones are missionary, temple, and um, and family search. Those are the big. Oh yeah, it's the big three departments that have the biggest genealogy. Budgets. Yeah, yeah, and and they're Which great. I feel like goes in with like member base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're great. the The department I've been in has been the service mission department, which is mm-hmm. in HR. Okay, and that's switching over soon. But I would say that department is not a bad department to work in. It's not. It's, mm-hmm. it, but it is a little different work having service missions in there because I think they serve two different functions. Yeah. And so in that way, it's that I think where they've been trying to grow it and it's been new. Yeah. With all new things, there's a lot of, you know, kind of 
figuring it out as you go yeah. and tripping and falling and getting back yeah. up and figuring it out again. The um, the growing pains, if you will. Yep. Yeah. So that's something I've learned um, working there. But I think the the biggest lesson I probably had to learn working with the church was there's a lot of times where you feel you feel like you feel inspired to go do something. Yeah. And there's a lot of and, and you feel like so good about feel so right about it and you go and do it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who I tell you you're wrong, tell you wrong, or yeah. say no, don't do that, or 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 they actually try to stop the process from moving mm-hmm. forward, whether that's intentionally or unintentionally through their own yeah, un, inability to of knowing what to do or how to do yeah. it, yeah. And you start to scratch your head and go, wait, so if this is like if this is the Lord's like God's church, but it's like you're, you're feeling so much adversity from mm. the same organization trying yeah. to help. I think that was the hard part for me because there was so much adversity trying to push the program forward and get it into those yeah. people's hands and, and get it to the right places and grow. And I was like, man, like if this is the Lord's church, but the ad- adversity is coming from the Lord's church, like yeah. that was hard for me to like comprehend. Yeah. And what I really had to realize was that the Lord's church is great and the yeah. doctrine's perfect. Well, yeah, the doctrine's perfect. The doctrine as is perfect. perfect as it can yeah. be. And uh and it's and it's correct and it's true. Yeah. And when they say like the Lord's house is a house of order, mm-hmm. like yes, his his doctrine, his gospel is about order. Yeah. But people are people and his church is yeah. built by people. Oh yeah. And people make mistakes and people are trying to figure it out too. Yeah, every every good every good organization or every organization that is trying to be good. Mm-hmm. We'll always have flawed people or people that try to take advantage of the system or, mm-hmm. you know, they'll try to climb the corporate ladder and then corrupt it, you know. Right. Happens everywhere, you know. And, like, it all it all happens because of greed. It all happens because of pride, money, like, yep. just, like, um, what am I trying to say? Like, oh, there's one thing that I wrote down, like. Well, no, while you're looking that up, I'll just add, to It's not, like. Most people, the people in the church, I don't think any of them are really trying to cause harm or do anything. Yeah. They're, they're all trying to do their best and do good work. But once again, people are just, you know, people are people. And yeah. They're trying to figure it out and learn as fast as they can and do it to the best of their ability. But they're not perfect people. Yeah. And so that's what I think I had to come to the realization is just because you're having hardship or challenges that are coming from a group that you're trying to help. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it doesn't doesn't invalidate the trueness of the gospel or the church. Yeah, it's just the fact of its people. Yeah, like I, I just looked it up. So, um, I have the most random notes. If you look at this, you want me to read? It? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we as a human race are better together. Facts, but why do we separate ourselves? Pride, money, stuck upness. Probably care for others besides humans. Yeah. Do you want me to go good store name? Bo, Bo, yeah, Bob. <laughs> That's totally random. Like those are my those are my ru- <laughs> those are my running thoughts. Your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but mostly are. focusing on the first one there. Like I feel like sometimes we get really stuck up or honorary, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like it really gets to our heads, or yeah. you know, we we just we just go back to that childish instinct to just. Yeah, why do you think that make is? it so personal? Why you know. Um, well, I think it's because 
some people like probably grew up in wealth probably um they feel like their their actions could be um um what's the word like um like their actions could be wouldn't be um like what's the word like their actions wouldn't be like um like judged upon mm. or like they wouldn't receive like, like rash back yeah yeah they wouldn't receive like um why am i so why am i blanking right now it's like They're the good. most like they wouldn't receive backlash for their actions you know right. um very little like when i when i grew up when i grew up i feel like i learned that pretty well like my parents did a pretty good job of like letting me know like this isn't gonna last forever you know, you're going to have to develop things and you're probably going to have to learn a lot of things along the way right. that are hard to learn right? because you just want to just not do something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, That's easy but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of that personality where like I will do the maximum amount of effort on something <laughs> until I've exhausted like all of my skills and all my resources, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what makes me a, a good employee. Um, the things that make me a bad employee is that like, I'll sometimes take my personal issues out on my coworkers. Right. Which I feel like I need to get better at, you know? Yeah. I'm always looking for ways to like, like just sharing or like, or like, what do you like sharing or just like, it's not like just acting out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm always, I'm always quick to like notice things in my character that I'm like, I wouldn't want to be around somebody like that, you know? Right. And so, like, well, I'm, I might as well, I might as well make that change now, you know. Yeah. Um, man, I'm getting thirsty. Very good. That's what the water's there for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Like what I was saying, saying earlier, the key to a good podcast is having a constant supply of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's my fault. I forgot to bring my own water. <laughs> oh, you're good. That's what's good for. Yeah. That's why I keep it here. Oh man. But yeah, like, I kind of wanted to go into like. Post mission, like yeah, well, life. Because once you get done with your mission, I know the mission has like the whole like my plan initiative, and they have like institute that they want to get you involved in. They have like multiple different little programs to help keep your faith right. moving forward, keep your personal life moving forward, financial. Do you, you think know? it's enough though? Huh? My life? No. Do you think it's enough? Like or my what, plan? The things that they have available. Um, I have a few opinions on that, so I'm asking kind of a yeah. I don't know, kind of a leading question. I'm kind of hoping people that watch this are people that have recently come home from them, their missions, or sure. like this reaches people that, regardless of the, if they've like been in the church or not, are just starting out their life, sure, financially, educationally, personally, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think those resources are enough? And my answer to that, I would say, is no. Um, there's a lot of um, – I think one of the most important lessons I've learned on my mission is you're not always going to have somebody to guide you through a lesson being learned. Sure. Sometimes you're going to have to um, customize along the way. You're going to have to adapt, you know. Right. And, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a hard lesson to learn, you know, when you're younger because you're just like, oh. I just want people to lay this out for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the system's kind of built that way. Yeah. I didn't really do a my plan when I got home from my mission. 
um, because like, I don't really have a whole lot of time to think about that. When I came home from my mission, when I came home from my mission, I didn't even have time to think. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know my backstory, like on how I came home from my mission. I know a little bit. Yeah. So go ahead and share that. Cause you, yeah. you were in, you went to Armenia mm-hmm. then you came home early. Right. Yeah. So yeah, share, share, share kind of that. And that's where we met was kind of somewhere in that middle. Yeah. Of yeah. So I started my mission in Oklahoma after nine weeks in MTC. So about two and a half months ish. Sure. Um, then I went to Oklahoma. I spent there. I was there for about four months. Sure. Uh, then I was transferred to Armenia, my original assignment, for about five months. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important part about – Did you about, like Oklahoma? How was Oklahoma? Oh, I loved Oklahoma. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's kind of a barren place, and people will always look for the negatives and things for some reason. I don't – if you're a negative person, stop with the negative negativity. <laughs> like, nobody needs to hear that. Everybody's thinking the same thing as you. Trust me. <laughs> I just want to hear good stuff, you know? Um yeah, I mean, the, the, I guess some of the cons are, like, it's very flat. You know, there's no mountains. There's no, like, mm-hmm. I can go hiking, you know. Right. You have to go to another state to hike. Yeah, it's definitely the plains, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, I guess if you wanted to go for a brisk walk, you're welcome to it. But there's nothing in the way. <laughs> brisk walk and a wheat field. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so basically there's lots of. Um, it's pretty barren a little bit. Do you wish you had um, been the able winters kind of suck? Did you wish? Do you wish you had been able to stay in Oklahoma? Or I mean, going to Armenia. That's I wish cool, I considered right? it. But... I wish I considered it more. Because mm-hmm. um, Armenia got a little bit more stressful for me. Right. Um, and like I, I maintained my personal life and like my active life pretty good when I was in Armenia. Yeah. Like for all for all the things that was going on in my life then, like mm-hmm. I did a pretty dang good job. Yeah. Of adapting to that. And so like even I was like nineteen too. Yeah. Like freaking so, that was amazing. Like I felt like God just totally like just carried me through it. And part of it was me too. I'm gonna give myself a little bit of credit, you know, but yeah. and give give God credit where credit's due, you know. If you don't mind me asking, what because obviously went to Oklahoma, then went to Armenia. Yeah. And there's some yeah, I was I was getting to that. Sorry. Obviously natural stresses that lead to yeah. those items, but mm-hmm. what like what were some of the things putting stress in your life that you mm-hmm. were trying to deal with and and kind of led to yeah. that pressure in the mission? Yeah, so I spent the 5 months in Armenia and right after that um there was like some like there was some confusion or some like communications somewhere happening in my mission where um we were disobeying rules. Mm-hmm. And so I did my best to keep the mission rules, but in Just accordance, Armenia? yeah, okay. in accordance with the missionary standards, I, I did my best, you know, but then my mission president, he kind of came to me and he kind of like, I don't want to like, I don't want to like, if this ever gets to him, I don't want him thinking that he did anything bad. He was just trying to look out for me. And I, right. I in retrospect, I, I get that, but I wanted to stay in Armenia for as long as I could. Right. And I wanted to finish my mission like respectfully. Um, and so, um, so like my district leader, my zone leader and my mission president were all noticing. In fact, I was, I was companions with the AP at the time. Right. Well, AP, we didn't really have APs in the mission because they, they thought I always got to their head and then missionaries with brown nose, you know what that means? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Let's take their nose in people's business. But, um, yeah, so 
they were noticing I, I was like really conflicted with a lot of things, like doubting my faith a little bit, you know. And I think they kind of blew it out of proportions. Like, like we, like me and my companion, we were trying to like fellowship somebody mm-hmm. and like just get to know them better. But I think that like we kind of got overzealous in that. Sure. And by we, I mean, well, yeah, we did because I had, in any companionship, both have representation, both have a voice, you know. Right. And I didn't express that. I didn't express that I wasn't okay with certain things and so Absolutely. that's partly my fault what was um, it just were you guys just pushing on this person a little more than you no or? we were no there was there was an occasion where we were in a member's house and there was no priest holder president oh gotcha, yeah gotcha. yeah and so i was kind i was aware of that rule but i wasn't willing to go to that length mm-hmm. to fellowship a member or an investigating member. Right. You guys um, just kind of saw it as like, we're trying to help this person out. Yeah. Or I mean, nothing really good. happened. I mean, we just kind of just trying to do talked and everything, but yeah. we, we get when a mission rules a mission rule is there to keep us safe, you know? Right. Right. And so my mission president, he asked me all these like interrogating questions. And I'm like, I was just trying to be a missionary. I was trying to like do our job. Like that's all I had in mind when I, when we went to that that investigating member's house, and um, I don't know why, but I don't know. I can't. I t- I take it took it super personally. I just started crying in front of both of them. Yeah, mission president and his wife, and so um, yeah. I just I don't know. I felt bad for all the wrong reasons, and so um, I guess my my point in telling this story is at that transition too. Like my parents were going through marital issues, mm-hmm. and so. When I, like, when I, when they were like, okay, you've had enough, we'll send you home. And I was like, okay, I don't really get this, but okay. <laughs> right. So I was, so I was sent home with so like three really, other missionaries. You didn't really have a choice in the going home. They just. N- no, they were like, this is a decision. Um, I had input into it, but there was a lot of people saying, come home. Mm-hmm. Like my parents were saying, come home. My stake president was saying, come home. My mission president was saying, come home. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> like, right. I'm good. And I don't feel like they really, they don't feel like they really saw through that. Like, um, I was doing my mission, mission, per- missionary purpose as much as I could, you know, um, I totally forgot the missionary purpose, by the way. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um, do you remember it at all? Our mission is to help others to come into Christ. Yeah, serving as the Savior did. That's the service. Yeah, that's the one I know the best. Um, It's like to help others come into Christ through faith in Jesus Christ and His atonement, Mm -hmm. repentance, baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. Should stop. Um, Okay. Okay. So, okay, audio is still rolling. Um, So, yeah, I did my best to keep to that purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of, I kind of little tweaked the purpose a little bit. I was like, you know, and we must include service in there because that's what a mission is. Right. Um, if you kind of generalize the term mission in other faiths, it means service or humanitarian or charity efforts. Right. Right. Um, as far as like the, the church's definition, it's more gospel oriented or, mm-hmm. you know, and at times, gospel is what people need. But I feel like more so than anything, people need 
financial stability. And so I feel like that's not really something that's talked about. You know, that's not something that's really encouraged. Right. Um, That's probably hard. And like all nations, really. Yeah. Well, it's probably hard for the church to make promises to people from the standpoint of financial. But yeah. But yeah, no, I think even just acts of kindness, right? Going and helping somebody, those speak equally loud as speaking to someone about. Yeah. Well, when you when you do service without like without talking about yourself or talking about the time that you set aside to do this, yeah, like it really speaks louder than words, sure. you know. And so, um, yeah. So kind of going on from that, like I came home, and then I was I was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of unsure what to do at this point. I'm thinking I should probably just end my mission because you know what. What the heck, What's you know? The point, right? Yeah, and so I was introduced to Dave and Donald Amaral, mm-hmm. um, the Gilbert, Arizona missionary presidents, which I think they are. I think they're released now. Released, yeah. yeah. So, um, which I haven't talked to them in a while, but I mean, I'm sorting through personal stuff in my life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I was introduced to them, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool! You guys have a service missionary training center, like." Or service mission, like, yeah, I'm I'm totally open open to that, and so you know, I I got more acquainted with the service mission. I served in various areas, mm-hmm. you know, I served in Project Cure, which some of the Chandler service missionaries serve in. I served in like Midwest Food Bank, lots of food banks, lots of charities and stuff like that, and I loved it. You know, right. I loved the whole like you can just serve where you are, you know. I thought that was really cool, and I was like, you know what? I probably would have preferred to just do a service mission mm-hmm. as opposed to going out and serving a proselyting mission because you focus on the most important things, mm. which is service right, right, to people that deserve it. You know, and so, yeah, that's where I met you. And so, sure. yeah, so I was like, they're like, you should go to the service on Tuesday. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. And so... Met tons of people from the Chandler Service Mission. Mm-hmm. Met Sister Cook, which is now Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, met your sister Megan and Nate. Um, Odie. Odie, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that's good people. Elder Perks. Oh man, what's his first name again? Elder Perks. Yeah, Spencer. Spencer. Gosh dang, I'm sorry, Spencer. <laughs> I forgot your name, but um. Yeah, so that was pretty cool, like, that I got to experience that, like, emphasis on service versus proselyting. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wasn't opposed to proselyting. In fact, I was actually pretty good at it. Sure. But um, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I loved proselyting, and I was super good at it. But I just, man, I just love the service way more. Yeah. And so I just focus on the most important things, you know. And uh, I really feel like that really bonds the community. Sure. It bonds the divide between, you know, Mm -hmm. groups of people, you know, whether you're politically divided, racially divided, or, you know, however you want. It really bonds groups of people together. Well, there's got to be – I think that's why there's there's, – you're starting to see a lot more integration of the programs Mm -hmm. because people are realizing there is a lot of benefit to both. There's – yeah, and that's what we focused on in the training was we're out doing service, and service is important. But more than anything else, we got to make sure that 
missionaries' testimonies are built as well, whether that's vocally, whether that's sharing it, or even through doing service. So I think there's got to be both, and both are super important. Yeah. Unfortunately, and that, once again, it's, it's a growing. It, they're growing programs, and we're yeah. always learning. And so it's super cool to see the international aspect of the service missions. Like, yeah. I just think it's super neat. Like, service isn't just happening in the U.S. Yeah. It's happening worldwide, and so the more inclusive I think we become, and the more resourceful we become. I think the more just net positivity that we'll give to the world, you know? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, proselyte missions being sent, sending people to different parts of the world to teach, it's expensive. Pretty stressful. Stressful. There's lots of, you know, the world's getting more and more dangerous in some places. So, you know, you'll start to see more often than not, I think, more and more service missions and and, and missionaries in these international countries. Wanting to serve a service, service mission. And staying home. People always think, oh, I need to go out into the world to make this huge difference. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would say the biggest difference that you could make is serving in your circles. Right. Because you, ha- you, you, because you, you develop those bonds and you, like, develop, like, a sense of love and trust. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is most important. That's almost probably more important than proselyting the gospel mm-hmm. um, because that will lead to gospel discussions. Yeah. And that will lead to people wanting to be interested more than here's the gospel, you know, or, right. you know, here's the Book of Mormon or here's the scriptures or here's the Bible. Um, yeah, people tend to be more accepting if you're looking to serve first. Yeah, absolutely. So you came home. The, did the service, service mission, mission and training center what was your kind of ex, what was your experience like because i know transitioning from mission what, to yeah because yeah. one of the things we i read that you sent me and then yeah. also we've talked about is there obviously is still and definitely then and before then as well a kind of a view especially here probably utah arizona idaho some of these more western states um that are a little bit closer to church headquarters that mm-hmm view service missions in a slightly different lie is kind of a backup plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that's getting better and better. Honestly, I think it should be, I think it should be just missionary work. The main focus. Right. Because like, think about it this way. When you do it, when you do a proselyte mission, you're going to have to get to know so many people and like, and like, the point is you're going to leave them anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, if you serve in your own circles, you'll know those people for your whole life. Yeah. Were people and supportive of I think that's, yours? I'm sorry, what? Were people supportive of your service mission? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All the all the missionaries and all my friends inside and outside of the church, they were like, this is awesome. Good. You know? Yeah. In fact, I actually, I actually, I posted on my story, like, as soon as I got home, it was like, do you want to learn more about serving in your area? And, like, 92% were like, yes. And I was, I, <laughs> I DM'd the people that said no, and I'm like, did you mean yes in red? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, like, oh man, like looking back, like I said before, like you're serving a mission your whole life. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, yeah, it's not just two years. Yep, and it's not just one year. It's not just six months. It's not just eight months. For me, it was seventeen months. Um. But it's not just that time period. It's your whole life. Right. Um, And so, like, I think what was really important and 
for me to realize is when I came home from a mission, I helped my family in so many ways that kind of really helped keep our family together. Yeah. And I don't know if I said this before, but my parents have officially divorced. Yeah. And it's been really sad. Um, it's made me really confused on a lot of things as sure. far as, you know, sex or, you know, just like social life or dating life, you know, or like who to trust. You know, I feel like that's a big thing, too. Yeah, do you mind kind um, of sharing some of your, like, just what that's like? Because I don't, and yeah. if you don't, that's okay. But Yeah, I think, I'm totally cool with it. I yeah. think there's lots of people who have had parents divorce or split up or whatever. Like when be. they came home from the mission or like their family moved somewhere and it's just like, yeah, what is life? Yeah, like something happens where it kind of throws, you know, a wrench in your, your life. Yeah. And so, you know, what's, yeah. you know, what's that like? What's a that lot of like? things that I did to... Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt anyway. No, no, you're good. Some of the things that I did to, um, like, heal from yeah. all that was um, I went to therapy. Right. Um, I uh, I reestablished trust in people that deserved it. Um, I made new friendships. Um, um, and I think, honestly, like we were saying before, like – Having a lot of friends is not like a – like I get it's like a, it's like a statement that you're social and that you right. love people and people love you. But really, honestly, what it, I think it says more than anything is that you care about your image more than you care about how you actually are with people. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, – like coming home from my mission, I was like I got to make friends with people that actually care. Right. You know, or that are actually willing to set aside time. Put thought into what they do and not just their heart. Right. And so, um, yeah, so I found friends. One of my friends, Brian Villa, I hope he watches this. Um, he's one of those friends for me. You're one of those friends for me, for sure. Um, a lot of service missionaries are those kinds of friends for me. Mm-hmm. And it's taking time to re- reestablish trust in the people that deserve that trust and that, um, and that, you know, you're willing to trust. And so, I think one of the takeaways from this podcast that I hope people that are watching is reestablish trust in people that deserve it in your life, and they're willing to put time and thought into the things that are happening in your personal life. Because I don't know if I told you about this, but actually transitioning from mission life service mission life to my personal life mm-hmm. i um well i ended up in a mental health hospital three times yeah and i had attempted suicide mm-hmm. and so those are some very dark times for me that i felt so abandoned by my family right that i felt so alienated from people that i should trust right and i felt like what the heck i can't trust them anymore right you know and if you're feeling the same way, trust me, you're not alone, and I know how you feel. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, those are some of my main takeaways from transitioning from mission to post mission. Um, I didn't attend institute mm-hmm. um, mostly because I was working on my mental health and other stuff like that. And honestly, I think it's I think it's good to kind of like take a break from the church. When you come back, you know, I feel like I feel like it's encouraged to continue your faith, but 
you know, take time for yourself wherever you need to. Like any missionary or any anybody that's finished high school or has served a mission in their church mm. or really any any scope or any like um, walk of life. Seriously, yeah. like you got to take that time regardless. Well, I think you make a good point there. And I feel like the church would support that too. Yeah, well, and I know? think I think the common train of thought for because I don't think the church would want you to be stressed, you know. Right. Well, and I but think, sorry, what you were saying. No, and I think you're right because I I don't think they think about it that way. Oftentimes, and once again, this is a people. This is people, just yeah, being people, and so they may be sharing what worked for them or whatever. But yeah, I think a lot of times we think, well, once you come back, just throw yourself more into. You know, church and institute, yeah. all, just all these other things, which are all yeah. good things. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that you have to realize too is one, you got to gauge it for your personal stuff. But mm-hmm. two, especially if you came home from proselyting or whatever, yeah. you just lived a two-year, eighteen-month, whatever it is, structured lifestyle where you only really had one focus, one thing in mind, and you did it. Mm-hmm. You did the same thing that you were yeah. told to do. When you come home. That's not the case anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You've got life, you got work, you got school, you got a yeah. bunch of things that you have to deal with, while also trying to hold on to these amazing things you learned yeah. from living that very simple yet structured lifestyle. Yeah, and life's not simple. And have so, your rest. And so on the seventh day, he rested. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, just throwing yourself into more doesn't necessarily. And I've heard this from even in the service mission a lot of times. Leaders will say, well, they just came home. Let's throw them in. We just need to get them into tons of service, like get them going. Yeah. And the truth is sometimes people need time to reassess, Yeah. decide, okay, how do I fit everything in? How do I yeah. How do I keep my connection with the Lord? And, the, yeah. and what does he need me to do? And, and being on the go, go, go doesn't always allow for that. Mm-hmm. And so taking that time to really establish how am I going to live a lifestyle that helps me connect with yeah. my Lord and Savior does help you long term yeah. get down the path, and then, and yeah. then of course introduce you know those other things in as it feels yeah. as, as you can. But um, but yeah, so I don't think you, you should be cutting out everything. But at, yeah. but at the same time, you do need to find how do you how do you have yeah. that personal connection with the Lord. Yeah, I think For that's sure. super super important. You know, um, and that's one of the things that I give credit to the church for. Mm-hmm. Um, all the experience that you learn along the way. Like I served a, I served, I basically served an international mission. Right. Like I got a lot of information really fast. Right. And so like when, as soon as I got home from Armenia, we were like asleep. Right. Like on the, on the bus, I was like, I am dead asleep. Mm-hmm. And all the missionaries were all just like, we don't want to talk, you know? Right. <laughs> and then uh, after we got off the, the big bus of all these missionaries, like, mm-hmm. um, like we slept, and then the very next day we're right at the grocery store, mm-hmm. picking up groceries, and uh, yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty eye opening to see what it's like in other countries. Because I didn't think about this when I when I was before my mission, but time passes here, just like it passes everywhere in the world. Right, and that just boggles my mind. Like, it's just insane to think about. You know that people are developing and. And learning, mm-hmm. and doing all this the same pace we are, you know. The world's much. People bigger. are just utilizing that time mm-hmm. a little bit more efficiently, and that's I think the biggest factor as far as 
you know, identifying a third world country versus more of a first world country, which I don't really get those terms. I think it's just the wealth. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Not a business, but yeah, it's, it's eye opening because you, uh, it, it's, we often get kind of stuck in our bubble of life. And once you go past that bubble and realize yeah. that there's more people out here than we think. Oh yeah. It's oh yeah. Do you mind if we take a quick break? I got to pee. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Go for it. Do that real quick. Or little mill. Or Lil Lil Mel, because my Lil older Mel. brother's Lil Lil Mel. Oh, okay, so you're double. And then, and then my oldest brother's Mel, mm. or Milski. Lil Mel Part yeah. And then I'm Lil Lil Mel. <laughs> Lil Mel 2.0. <laughs> yeah, Chicken Little, Stuart Little, all the littles. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're rolling back. We're so. back. Yeah, back from the bathroom. Yeah. So I was talking to I was talking to Michael about this, but like names for your kids. Like, do you have any like names that you want to name your kids? Um, I know it sounds like a family weird. name. I know it sounds uh, not really family names. I probably will do something with like my middle name because my dad's middle name is Rust, or, like Dean, and my middle name's Dean. So I might do something like with like one of my sons, make him a Dean. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that's uh, a really good name. Yeah, it's like it's. Yeah. I think it's a solid middle name. Yeah, you know, like I don't think I'd ever name my kid like first name Dean. Yeah. When I when I see a name at a pharmacy, I'm like, when I see a name at a pharmacy, and I think about what they thought when they were making the name, I'm like, that's a mistake, <laughs> and that child is a mistake. Like, like that's that's literally what goes through my head in some of these times. The I'm child's like, a mistake or the name? Both. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, I don't mean to, I don't mean to like harp on people in Arizona. You're all great people, but sometimes I think a little bit more thought or a little bit name more time right. <laughs> is is something that they'll appreciate later in life, you know? Mm. Um, and, like, my name is Cade. I don't know if I've said that. I'm Cade Millet. Solid. Yeah, name. so... Um, I like the name Bruce. As a oh, man. it's Be Real Time. Oh, is it really? You're cool with that? Did it. We're, I'm, I'm 18 minutes late. Oh, so. yeah. For real, take that pick. I took my Be Real 18 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Should I get mine? Should yeah, let's do it. Time to be real. <laughs> Must be drinking my water. All right. My phone notes. I have the worst data, like worst internet everywhere I go. Oh my gosh, it's getting really bad recently. Like I used to be consistent for like a solid like mm-hmm. couple months. You I don't know if I'll be able to fit this <laughs> over my headphones. Should probably take that off. Are you ready? Oh, we're ready. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Look. Kelly, you want to <laughs> get on this end so I just like snap. Like I'll do it this direction and I'll yeah, go this way. It always does right. front first. Yeah. And it does back. I do this one, I guess. Unless, unless you flip okay, the camera around. No, it's too late, Kelly. going to be. <laughs> Sweet. I just had to. In fact, I'll keep my Oakleys on for the rest of the podcast. Dope. It makes me look. So I should have brought mine in. It makes me look uh, official. Official tissue. All right, we're. We, we, yeah, we, we were real, so we're good. That was that was one of the things I want to talk about. Is like names you want to potentially name your kids. Yeah. 
Like I have some golden names, which I don't want to share because they're just so golden. Someone's gonna just take them. Is somebody's gonna take them. You know, I got I got to preserve that. You know, you stole my. (laughs) Come on, give us give us a couple. I don't like I don't like being in the shadows. You know, Mm -hmm. are you taking them all? Come on, yeah. I don't like living in the shadows because I want I want people thinking I'm sketch. (laughs) I don't know if that's I don't know if that's something that like people associate with, um, like, sunglasses, but like. Oh really? Yeah, like sometimes people wear sunglasses so they can peep on cuties or something like that. Like it's just so disgusting. Like never thought about that, but like right. I I've heard of people that do that. I'm like I will never do that. Peep like, on cuties. Like I think the goal of glasses, the goal of glasses is to maintain and preserve your your your. I just don't like it when like eyeballs. If someone your eyeball orifice, if someone constantly wears them to just kind of like almost like a to maintain a look. Sorry, it didn't register the first time. To maintain a look, then I think that irritates me a little because it's like you don't need to like try and put on a like a vibe that you're. Cool yeah, with, you know. Just but if put it's on like, your own vibe, bro. yeah, like you know, if it, if it feels authentic, I'm cool with it. If it yeah. feels like you're trying to force a vibe or a look, that's when it's kind of it gets on yeah. me. But just to, just embrace it, you know. Yeah, but if you got like that kind of, it's your like, smile. They're goofy. They're your smile is has value. Oh, facts. And you got to preserve that value. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what's one of these names? Huh? Give me at least one oh, more. Oh, crap. Boy. Okay. <clears throat> Fine. Um, I'm going to say the best one. Mm-hmm. Just out of you consideration. Pokey? Huh? You ever had pokey? Pokey? Like, like pokey bowls? Actually, no. All right. We should go get that after this. Dude, let's do it. You'll like it. Dude, I, I you totally... like sushi? Kind yeah, of. I like fish. Okay, I love fish. Okay, oh, man, I love fish. This will be up your alley. Yeah, dude. Frick yeah. Let's screw Chipotle. Yeah, screw Chipotle, Chipotle salads. Yeah. Suck at Chipotle. I mean, I love Chipotle. I'm sorry. Taking our business elsewhere. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, Chipotle. Chipotle's great, but... Yeah. All right, give me, give me one. Okay, a good guy name I feel like would be Devin. Mm. See, I feel like I've known too many weird Devins. That's true. You know? It's a hit or miss name. But I mean, like, like then there's Devin Booker. You know, and he's freaking. Oh, that's true. That's true. Swag. See, that's why it's a hit or miss name. Yeah, you're either like super like awesome and cool. I have known like probably two Devons besides Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. I don't know Devin Booker. I just know about him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish I knew him. Um, nice. But yeah, Devin. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't like associate Devin with like a a troublesome person. Mm-hmm. You know, the name that I think is most troublesome, Connor. Dude. Connors are just such troublemakers, yeah, just, you know? Yeah, but then there's Connor McGregor, <laughs> which he is a troublemaker, but he's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's what I mean. All Connors are just troublemakers, dude. dude. I just love how he talks. I just love how he acts. I love how he walks. Yeah, what is he, Irish? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. Irish. Dude. Sure oh, yeah, by the, way, by the way, my last name has Irish roots. It does it? And, like, uh, Northeastern. Dude, you're basically Connor McGregor. North, Northeastern. Um, Come on, give us an accent. Talking it. I like got, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's something that they say in Russian. I don't know what it means. I, I might like have just I cussed. Irish, you went Russian. <laughs> Am I gonna have to? Oh man! What you said, bro. Uh, yeah. Like I like got is like. I just love how he walks. Like he just has lat. He has like ILS. He's just he has ILS. Man. He has uh, imaginary lat syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> there's this one dude on. Uh, there's one dude on YouTube. I think his name is. Oh, frick, what's his name? Robert Frank. Mm-hmm. So funny. He'll like he'll be like after his workout, he'll get like this angle in his car and he'll yeah. like look down. 
so he looks like freaking huge mm-hmm. and he'll just like go off on like a common issue yeah like rompers for men <laughs> and it's so funny and uh one of the things he covers or one of his most popular vi- videos is like imaginary lat syndrome yeah <laughs> it's so funny like a, like a tea. yeah yeah like overdoing your lats it's like dude come on we know your lats aren't that big. Right. You know? You're just spreading. Just, just hit the gym, dude. Just hit yeah. the gym one day. Yeah. And you'll see instant improvement. Um, <laughs> um, but back to the names. I got super off topic. No, you're good. I think Sam is a good name for a boy. Yeah. Um, because you can't really misspell a Sam. True. And I'm, most Sams that I've met are pretty generally nice people. That's good. Um, one of my favorite names for a girl... Which I think is underrated. Alaska. There you go. Yeah. Going with the um, states names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Get a and, Caroline. Um, Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Kennedy would be a good name for a girl, but I think Kennedy is better middle name. That's yeah. I'm gonna name my kid. I thought Florida. about. It. <laughs> <laughs> name your kid Florida. Florida. <laughs> No, I feel like a good guy. What's up, New Hampshire? Braxton. I like the name Braxton. <laughs> Braxton's pretty chill. I know an annoying Braxton. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, once you name something, like your reputation like resonates with people. Yeah. You know. True. <laughs> that's so true. Or Grace. I know a lot of annoying Emilys, but there's, there's I know a couple good Emilys. There's this one girl. Na- that I knew in high school named Emma. Yeah. But she insisted that people pronounce it Emma. Ooh, with wow. like two M's. The drawn like, out M, huh? What's the point? Emma. <laughs> like. Do you double pronounce it? Like, mm, mm, or are you going like, mm, like really old um? That you just, mm, the mm, you know? <laughs> she just wanted to be um, dad, bro. She's like, um, mm, uh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, I have a bunch of good middle names, but, like, they only go well with a good first name, you right. know? Like, a good, mi- solid middle name, which I feel like is, like, pretty dang, like, classy. Yeah. Patrick. That's, like, a power move, you know? Yeah. Like, my middle name is Patrick. As a middle name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, That's okay. a power move, dude. Yeah, but then, like, someone's going to call him Pat, you know? Huh? Someone's going to call him Pat, for sure. Yeah. He's going to be Pat, 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 Pat. As long as it's not, like... Patrick, and then like his middle name's like Dick or something. Oh, pfft. No, or Richard. Yeah. Patrick Richard. Richard is Richard is kind of a dying man. Oh gosh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody ever gets called Patrick Richard. That's the That'd most unfortunate name. <laughs> Actually, the most unfortunate name. The most unfortunate name, I think, in my mind, is Maria Lopez. Because once you go to a pharmacy, there's like a million people named Mariah Lopez. It's all those, it's all those or Maria things. Lopez. It's all those hopping the borders. Dude, oh my gosh. They're like, what sounds kind of American but Mexican? Maria Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I can't really speak for Mexicans. I think they're nice people and they deserve the best, but like hopping our border is not the way to go. You know? No. I mean like – And yeah. I, don't, I don't stereotype all Mexicans like that because I know Mex- there are Mexicans that – have lived in Arizona for years yeah. or have lived in California for so long, you know? See, that's the thing. Like, I don't have any... Because I have family 
I have family that's not Mexican, but they had farms in Mexico. Yeah, well, I feel like I feel like the border issue can be very polarizing, but I don't think it has to be. My thought on yeah. it is this: we're not trying to get political, by the way. We're we're going to though. No, <laughs> but my my thought is this: obviously, like, some parts will be broken. Obviously, like if you're trying to leave Mexico because you're trying to get to America, yeah. I understand it. I yeah, it. I would do it the same thing. It's pretty dang bad. Yeah, in there's most these, countries. I mean, yeah, have you seen Venezuela? Yeah, there's, I would love to get out of that place if I was living there. Right. You know, there, there's lots of tough places out there. So I totally understand that. And I think there's this kind of narrative that if you don't want people to cross the border illegally, you're not sympathetic to people's situations. Or you're not or you're like a or you like hate xenophobic. Yeah. 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 yeah and yeah. my point is, it's not China that. did that way before we did, by the way. Yeah. And they did that to keep away from the Turks and the Mongolians. There you go. And the Russians. And you said you were going to be political. No, huh? I'm, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. All of a sudden, anybody he just, like, from... pulls a f- Trump flag out. From oh, my God. <laughs> a MAGA flag. Yeah. Um, no, but um, <laughs> he starts, build the wall. Build the... <laughs> yeah. No. I think, there, I think there should be emphasis on trying Trump. to preserve families that want the best for them. Yeah. And wanting safety, wanting public safety. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like that's the only way we can really reach utopia. Right. But that's but that's the thing. I really and some people think... just don't want that. Some people would let, prefer chaos because it can improve pe- other people getting money in some way. You but, know, but that's what trafficking spend, is. But they need to spend more. We got to talk about Senate Freedom, though. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I have. It's good. But Tell we, me about we it. We need sure. to. I think the focus needs to be less on oh, you hate Hispanic people because you don't want them to come across, and yeah. or or you're not sympathetic or. Or let everyone in. Yeah. I, I think that's – it gets these extremes. But really it's like how can we improve the process and system of mm-hmm. ma- managing the border yeah. and helping people get across. Or providing or providing opportunities for people that deserve it. Exactly. Or that ha- have a good record. On both ends. Yeah. And that's why like – Because there's some the, Americans that will go to other countries mm-hmm. like in Europe and all the Europeans will be like upset. Like right. why the frick are you here? You know? Right. Hence why the build the wall doesn't really bug me. I think people have, like, taken that whole phrase and made something negative. But for me, I'm like, if it improves mm-hmm. the process of which we help people get across and help help people. Yeah. If, it, if it's about helping people, I think yeah. it's way further. So Like getting them on their feet, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I think is more important than. We already, we already know the, the Mexican people are hardworking. Yeah. So they're willing to do what it takes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, my, my yeah. grandpa, my dad. Did you say it was? Yeah. Oh, I thought you gave me like a look or something. So yeah, my grandpa, and my dad have hired Mexicans to like dig out ditches and stuff and properties <laughs> that we own, you know. Yeah. And I don't stereotype like Mexicans for that because I think no, they're hardworking people. There are plenty of like Hispanic people and that the best just food I've ever had. Yeah, amazing. And the thing is, the thing is, I was talking to my brother about this the other day. He's like. Yeah. The key to wealth and the pathway to wealth and the pathway to econo- economic and financial prosperity mm-hmm. is your drive to create that regardless of what your situation is, regardless of what the economic state is. Right. And I get it. That's really hard to develop. But I can people vouch develop for that. That's important. Yeah. And so, you know, when you hear people like – uh, there's this one guy that I think started like, um, what's it called? The the Life Bars. I don't think they're called Life. They're called 
They're like it's like four letter word. Built. No, I'm sorry. What? What kind? Kind bars. bars. Yeah, he like helped found the Kind Bar company, Mm -hmm. and I don't think he's like of like European descent or anything like that. Like he's like he's built it from the ground up, and like despite his situation, despite his what his parents have done, despite what his parents have taught him about money or. You know, a lot of things he, he he earned it. You know, yeah. Immigrants are some of the hardest working. Yeah. You know, any anyone can do it if if they try and they have you know some help. Yeah. And and they work towards it. anyone can do anything. But yeah, yeah. I think that's really like that's the one thing. Just to change notes a little bit. Yeah. Is like I like to joke and and and, and make comments, but I, I think that's if we can all learn to love each other and accept each other for who each other are. Yeah. Now. And, and accept that there's principles of good, principles of bad. Yeah. You know, and there's there's a good and a bad to life. Yeah. There's there's so much more that we have in common than we have different. And we yeah. don't all know each other's situations. We've got to be understanding. But, you know, if we can love each other, joke around, and, and yeah. have a good time, I, you know, I, I think that's Not taking so, each other so seriously, you know. Yeah. Realize we're all just one people. So I feel like when people take themselves seriously in the wrong light, like, that's when things start to get out of hand and, like... When people are looking for for reasons to be different and divide, and yeah. it's like we should spend more time. It's okay to be different. Yeah, we should spend more time trying to figure out how we're similar and yeah. how we can connect and be be the same. Oh yeah, and be a community. Uh, it's like in what the I was saying. Ways. It's like what I was saying in the beginning with that one note. Like we should be trying to find ways to bring us together. Yep. You know. Absolutely. But I feel like there's there's good reason for for some people to be divided. You know. Yeah, well, you but l- I want to like move on to topics, sure, because I feel like we keep rambling and like finish, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we keep like going off topic and stuff. So was there a topic you wanted? to... Yeah, like you, we were gonna talk about Sound of Freedom. I haven't oh. watched it yet. What great, do you think? Great movie. Uh, probably one of the first movies which I should go watch in a long, long time. That's tackling a real issue. Yeah, and trying to trying to educate on something of value. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we're just going to get entertained, but this one was, it was entertaining. It was great and, and well-made. Educational. But it was it was with a purpose. Yeah. And I think that always impacts people more and it means more. And that's why it's gone so much traction yeah. because it moves people to want to do. Because people want to, I think the majority of people want to do good and want to see good happen and are moved by, are moved by things of um, importance. Yeah, and so the fact that this is tackling um, something that's really, really evil and bad mm-hmm. of sex trafficking and and child, children trafficking, yeah, and it's working to try and stop that. I, I think people resonate with and they want to stop mm-hmm. that and, and be a part of helping stop something that's so bad. So, yeah, I gotta so go watch great. it. It's a great movie. Definitely yeah. go go watch it. Yeah. Um, Anything I should know about like from the movie, like you wish. No, I, it was well People done. People understand, yeah. They did a great job sharing all the information. Do they have, like, the personal do they have like personal testimonies in it and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. That's cool. So they did a great job sharing the whole story, but not – it could have gone way darker and you could have been, like, almost like that's too intense because I yeah. think it's a, it's a hard topic. But they did a good jo- good balance, so. That's awesome. I got to get – I got to watch it. Yeah. And then I, I wanted to, like, finish on, like, a positive note. Yeah, so – um, I, I think that's really. I yeah, think we're gonna wrap it up here. So why don't you? What 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 would you like to leave the group with? I guess that's um, the best way to put it. Well, I wanted to talk about like bucket list stuff, but I feel like that that 
that can we can say that for next one you know <laughs> um honestly because i work at cvs you know and um they're, they're providing a lot of good um like employment benefits mm-hmm. so like i know it's really hard to like keep working but like stay at it use what you got and use it to its full capacity mm-hmm. you know um whatever your situation is whether you're employed whether you're unemployed um whether you're um struggling to find a job or you have like a record um like i think it's just super important to like just keep grinding and trust the process um i don't really have anything i want to promote besides just reestablish trust in the people that you know can put in the time and the thought into your life and that will improve your relationships awesome cool well, thanks, Kate. Appreciate it. Yeah, of lunch. course. And we'll do it again. Awesome. Thanks, folks. Nice.